Hello, everybody. Good morning. It's nice to see you all. Um, for those of you who have been around for a bit, uh, you'll know that this week we are uh, taking up an offering um, to bless Julian and Katia Adams. Um, they are a fantastic couple. Uh, I know Julian a lot better than I know Katia, um, but I know her well enough to know that she's awesome as well. And uh, they're coming next week to spend a weekend with us uh, to pour out um, a load of goodness of God that they carry and they want to impart to us. Um, so that's going to be a really exciting time. And, um, and I'd love us to, to be able to pour a blessing back on them um, in many ways. But in one way, one, one of the ways I'd like to bless them is, is financially so that they, are, they come away just just knowing the love of God through blessing, because you can know the love of God through receiving, can't you? Um, uh, that's a really important thing. So uh, I'd just love to talk uh, for a bit about uh, money. Uh, and I know, Kathleen, you said earlier, we don't really like to talk about money. And it's a funny one, isn't it? Um, because it's slightly taboo. And I, think, I wonder if it's partly because there was... Thanks, Andrew. I wonder if it's partly because um, historically that... You know, there, there were some sort of scandals and stuff, weren't there, particularly around, I don't know, was it about the 70s, 80s, stuff like that, financial scandals and, you know, churches. Are, there, there was this feeling in the media that churches always aren't asking after your money. And I think we've, we've kind of, particularly in, in our Britishness, we've kind of withdrawn a bit from that. And I, I wonder if we've gone a bit too far the other way because Jesus wasn't afraid to talk about money. Um, and I also think it's quite difficult for church leaders to talk about money, particularly regular giving. Um, because uh, if they're a recipient of that, it can sound like they're asking for money so they can get a bigger wedge, um, which I know isn't the heart of, uh, well, hopefully the vast majority of church leaders. Um, and I have the benefit of not receiving a salary from the church. So any money that I ask you for isn't directly for my benefit. So uh, you can be rest assured it's not about um, about that. Right. Um, I'd like to crack open a couple of things about giving, uh, and I'll see how it goes. Second Corinthians chapter 9, if you've got a Bible with you, and I'm going to start with verse 6. That was quick. Verse 6. Uh, That's it, verse 6. Okay, so remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each man should give what he's decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. I'm going to pause there for a minute. Um, These verses I, I've heard uh, and, and similar verses taught to basically say, the more you give, the more you get back. Uh, and um, there's something about that presentation of understanding that I really... I'm going to get out from here. There's something about that presentation that I really don't like. Um, and we kind of make it sound a bit better because then we say, the more you give, the more you get, so that you can give more away. 
And we do that to make it sound a bit more palatable. I'm being a bit tongue-in-cheek, but you know what I'm saying. Is there's something about saying, I'm, I'm going to give more, so I get more, that just it doesn't quite ring right. Do you know what I mean? And the more you give, the more God will give back to you. Now, I ha- I, there are three issues I have with that, or three questions, if you like. I'll be a bit less strong about it. I have three questions. The first one is this. My understanding of God and the gospel is that he's given freely to me and he gave to me everything before I had an opportunity to even respond to him and give him anything. He doesn't give me based on what I give him. That's my understanding of God. That's number one. So in Romans 8, it says, God, uh, who gave us Christ, will he not along with him graciously give us all things? So he's going to, he wants to graciously give us all things. And that's not just based on whether I give to him or not. Okay, that's number one, my number one question about that view. If I give, I'll get. Um, the second one, second issue I have, is what if I've hardly got anything at all to give? What happens? Because obviously, you know, as I look at even across the range of, of us here, there are some people who have more money at their disposal than others. And obviously in some cultures in particular, that would be more the case. So... So Jesus in Luke 21, he's in the temple, and there's the, and the, the, the rich are putting gifts in. And I think one thing I think is really interesting is Jesus is sitting near where the offering is given, and he can see what people are putting in. And, uh, and the rich give in lots, and then this, uh, this widow comes along, and she puts in two very small copper coins, it says. And, and Jesus commends her for giving more than all the others because she's given out of her poverty. She's given everything she has to live on. And so... If I were to say, well, let's suppose she gets the max, which is a hundredfold increase, isn't it? We know that. I'm joking. It's not really. But, but supposing she gets a hundredfold increase on her two copper coins, well, that's going to still be a lot less than the guy who gave 10,000 gold coins, even though that was quite stingy because he actually has millions. Do you, know, do you understand what I mean? As soon as we start kind of legalizing the, the return of God on what we do, I feel we just miss the picture a little bit, and God's not limited by that. So you can give little and gain a lot. And it's, it's not about whether you give 50p in this offering or whether you give 10,000 pounds in this offering. It's about do you give sparingly or do you give generously in this passage? And the sparingly and the generously, I, I, I think, is all about your heart, And that's why it then says, because God loves a cheerful giver. I would rather you gave one pound joyfully than a thousand pounds miserably. Now, I'll come back to that because I do want to qualify that because I don't just want us all to give 5p because that's what we're happy giving and uh, because I do want this to be... uh, to be an an offering that reflects generosity in real terms as well. This might be the smallest offering we've ever received. <laughs> but we will be happy. Okay, the third thing that I'm, I, I'm not happy about uh, with the, the whole thing of, right, give a bit more and you get more. Give a bit less, you get less. Um, that, isn't, that, isn't, that doesn't require faith. There's no faith in that. that that's, that's a, I could get an unbeliever in here and, and they could do that. And you don't have to operate, uh, operate in faith. And I think faith is a, is a crucial element. So am I saying there's no such thing as sowing and reaping, you may be wondering. Uh, I'm not saying I don't believe in sowing and reaping. Uh, if I went down the gym uh, from today five hours a day for six months, 
I would expect to reap some biceps. I would expect, as I sowed my time and my energy and my effort into something, I would reap a reward. You know, literally using the gardening analogy, if I sow seed in the garden, I generally expect there to be a crop. You know, the more I sow, hopefully the more I get. So there are natural things. If I, if I drink a bottle of wine a day now for the next 20 years, I expect my liver will probably reap cirrhosis. Um, uh, if I, let's think of something a bit more positive. If I decide to study my Bible from now, an hour a day from now, I expect in six months or a year, I will have a much greater grasp of the written word of God and I would expect revelation and life to have come from that for me. Um, so uh, feel free to make that a goal. Um, so, so yes, I do believe there is, a, there is a natural sowing and reaping. But I just find that sometimes, in what I've heard over the years, that the link between what I give and what I get just leaves me feeling slightly uncomfortable. Now, I do believe God wants to give to you abundantly. We heard a fantastic uh, testimony from Kathleen earlier. And my understanding of what has happened is you guys, in fact, you said, Kathleen, don't you, I really believe in giving, in the regular giving, um, and God will bless you. And, and I think, for me, what, this, what that is about, that is about I believe that God will supply your riches Sorry, yeah, according to his, he will supply your need according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. So, if you give, you cannot outgive God. If you give and you have a need, then God will give to you. That's the faith that you can have, and that's how faith operates. It's as I give more, God knows what I need, and he will give to me, because if I give out of faith, I'm saying I trust him that he's going to give to me. So there is, in a sense, you could say, well, that's like sowing and reaping, but do you see the difference? There's a slightly different emphasis in the way you look at it. I believe God will supply your financial need, because the Bible says it, because I have a witness of it in my spirit, okay? So if you don't have much, but you feel stirred to give, I would encourage you to trust the Holy Spirit that as you give, he will then give back to you more than abundantly, because God loves to give abundantly. But there are times I've given nothing and I've been blessed financially anyway. And there are times, in all honesty, I've given and I've just had some less money afterwards. But you don't always reap in the same way that you sow. Sorry, I'm just trying to demystify some of the, some of the voodoo that, that we sometimes have around this kind of thing. Um, now, coming, so coming back to this, this verse then, these verses... I believe that the word there that says he who gives generously or bountifully, it says in the ESV, um, it says generously in the NIV and various others. That word is, is it's the word for blessing. It's, it's he who gives in, sort of in blessing. Uh, eulogios, is it? Well, it's blessings, it's in the plural. And, and that... And that word, it's associated with giving in blessing and giving out of blessing. So the goal of our giving, I think isn't ultimately so we can benefit. The goal of our giving is to bring glory to God. Now, there, and there's such a joy in that that feels so much better. Now, if in the process of that, I receive more, fantastic. I'm delighted with that. But God wants to bless you anyway. Look, this, again, this might blow the offering, but even if you don't give anything, God still wants to bless you. 
Now, you might not release blessing in the same way because it does come through a lot of what we receive. The transactional currency of the kingdom is faith. I probably said that that was too many big words, wasn't it? If you have faith, you can release the blessing in a way that you don't always, if you don't have faith. You know, you receive salvation through faith. Uh, So, you know, there's a blessing in believing. And as, as we trust, there is often a blessing in uh, in believing the uh, the widow from Zarephath, how am I doing for time? The widow from Zarephath is uh, uh, one King seventeen, I think it is. Um, that widow, uh, is, she's very very poor. She's used up all her everything she's got. She's going to get gathering sticks to to make her last meal with the small amount of flour and oil that she's got. And she and she meets Elijah. Uh, and Elijah says to her, could you make me a small amount of, a small kind of bit of bread or, or a cake? And, uh, and she says, look, I've got, I've got nothing. This is the last thing I've got. I'm going to go and cook it, and then my son and I, we're just going to die because we've got nothing. Um, and Elijah says to her, he says, well, that's fine, but first, make me the cake. So give first to God. Give first. Because the flour will not run out and the oil will not run dry until the day I send rain on the land. Now, if you listen closely to that, he's not saying, if you do that, then God will bless you. What he's saying is the provision's already going to be there. He says, you can do this because the flour's not going to run out and the oil's not going to run dry. So the blessing is already there. And I've got, I wonder if she'd actually said, no, I'm not going to do that. I wonder whether the oil would have kept running anyway and the flour would have kept providing because it just says, for that's what it's going to be. But she was able to give out of faith because she believed the word of God, which is, you're going to get provision so you can afford to give. And I want to say to you today, you are going to be provided for by your heavenly father you will be provided for financially so you can afford to give out of that rich out of those riches now each man needs to decide in his heart what to give i'm not necessarily encouraging stupidity and giving money that you don't have but there are times and i expect you as well as i have heard testimonies or maybe have done this yourself where you know that you don't have the money that the holy spirit is telling you to give and you give it anyway, and then God provides what you need. So be open to that. I'm not saying let's be foolish, because also in the same passage elsewhere, Paul says each man should set aside you know, an, an amount in, in, in keeping with what he has. So there is all, it's also good to do that reasonably. Now, so what, what are we doing then? We are, we are giving because we want to, first of all, we want to bless God, don't we? We want to honor him. Let's, let's move on in this passage, and then I'm going to close. Um, you know, giving is a supernatural thing. In Proverbs, it says, it says, one man gives, but gains even more. Another man withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. So again, there's not a direct link. You can give and give, and you can gain even more. Uh, or you can withhold unduly and, and not give and still come to poverty. So even in Proverbs, written a few thousand years ago, uh, the writer was on to something about giving 
in faith, the fact that there's a supernatural element to our giving. Now, let's have a look at uh, verse, tw- uh, verse 12 of chapter 9, 2 Corinthians, please. Right down the bottom there. Um, this service that you perform, he's talking about the service of giving, is not only supplying the needs of God's people, but is overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. So in other words, that's a bit of a funny way of putting it, but what he's saying is the fact that you're giving is resulting in God being thanked and glorified. Verse 13. Because of the service by which you proved yourselves, men will praise God for the obedience that comes from your confession of the gospel of Christ, for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else. And so... Our desire in giving is this. As we give to whatever we give, when we give in faith, we're giving to God first. And we give in in knowing with excitement that that what we're doing will result in praise and glory to God and in the building of the kingdom. Um, Secondly, we want to give to honor Julian and Katia because they are an amazing couple and they spend themselves for the gospel. There's a principle in scripture that those who work for the gospel should earn their keep from the gospel. And, and as we give to them, now I don't know about their financial situation, but I do know that for anybody who, when you don't have much money, that can bring tensions and difficulties, and it can bring a restriction to the amount that you're able to, to travel, to minister, to give, etc. So I would love us to give generously so that they have plenty, so that they have above and beyond what they what they need. I would love them to be able to have a holiday on us and get space and relaxation and build their relationship because that's really important for ministry. But what the money we give will be given will be going into the Frequency Trust, which is a trust set up for Julian, and um, and it will be it might be used for that. It might also be used for for them to to minister in places. For example, Julian mentioned this when he was with us previously. There are churches that he visits who literally don't have money. They don't have the money to give for an airfare. So our giving out of what we have can enable other people to be blessed and the kingdom of God to be built elsewhere. And there might be a church somewhere in Madagascar or somewhere where. Uh, where there isn't a lot of money, but they can be blessed through what we're doing. And we, don't necess- we won't necessarily know how that works out, but, we, but, but men will praise God through what we give. It's an opportunity for us to, res- to, to provide something that I, I trust will result in people being saved, people being healed, people being set free, people being, having demons cast out, ministry, people realizing who they are in Christ, people's lives being literally turned around as a result of what we can do. So we have, within, our, within what we've got, within what God's given us, we have the ability to bless and to give and to give generously and to bless people throughout the world. And, and so as we think about giving, uh, more than about what I'm going to get back, even though that's great, and God wants to bless you anyway. Um, let's think, I'm, what I'm saying into here is I'm saying in to lives changed, people transformed, um, and God being glorified. This isn't, this isn't us kind of, this isn't us paying for a service. 
Okay, we're not, it, that's not how it works. In fact, if we gathered our offering today and Julie and Katia phoned up during the week and said, look, we can't make it for some reason or other, I'd still love to give it to them. Um, and that would be our heart as a church because we want to bless them anyway. Um, but it is a, it's a great opportunity while they're here for us. I want to bless them financially, but I'd also love for us to bless them in encouragement, uh, in honor, in just being reaching out to them. I know it's a bit intimidating when you have a, a visiting speaker sometimes. You think, oh, God, God, it feels a bit awkward going up and just talking to them, doesn't it? But I'd love them to feel really at home, and they're lovely people. So can I encourage you to bless them in other ways as well? Um, if you feel God speak to you on that for them, please l- deliver what God gives to you for them. Be on the lookout for that. Because when you're somebody who, who goes from church to church pouring out and giving, people sometimes there's an expectation that I'm going to sit there and I'm going to get fed from you. And of course, that is part of what they do. But I'd love us also to pour back into them as well. So they come away feeling encouraged, blessed and built up. So, um, just a few practical things about giving them. Uh, We have this box here, uh, which I'm going to pass around. Um, Now, inside are some envelopes. Um, If you are giving to Julian and Katia, please could you put it in the envelope? If you are giving regularly as well or instead, could you please put it in the box, not in an envelope? Does that make sense? In envelope, Julian and Katia, not in envelope, normal regular giving. Okay? So, okay, right, nice and clear. Okay, so, now the question is how much? Have you just helped put that clock up? Neil's just put a clock up, a massive clock up on his iPad in front of me. I'm, I don't need a brick wall to fall on me, as my dad would say. Um, so, so, we're about to pass this around, but this is an act of worship, okay? It is an opportunity for us, because it, you, I, often, I find in my own life that a couple of the, the best measures I can have of where my heart is, is by looking at what I do with my time and what I do with my money. And where I put my money, where your treasures, your heart will be, and where I, where I put my money is an important measure to me. Now, if you're sitting there and thinking, yes, I've got the opportunity to give a pound, uh, now let's not n- name a number. You think of a number, and it's, it's quite a low number. Of, you know, I'm not comparing you with anyone else. You know in your head that it's a lower number than it could be. Now, I'd like you to, to just be ready to challenge yourself and say, why is it, Lord, that I'm not wanting to give up here? relative to yourself and that up here might be 50p for you I'm not saying it has to be um, whatever or it might be 10,000 pounds uh, or 100,000 but but what I think is really good is when I feel I'm feeling I don't want to I don't feel like giving today I want to check my heart and ask why is that Lord and it might be because the Holy Spirit's saying I don't want you to give today but in my case when I don't want to give it's often through fear it's often well yeah but if I give that how am I going to pay that off? Or, you know, I worked hard for that money. Uh, you know, and it's, it's often those sorts of things. And I'd just like us to take a minute now, because the Bible says each man should give what he's decided in his heart to give, or woman, uh, or child. Um, each one should give what they've decided in their heart to give. So I would like us to have a, have a minute, in a minute, where we can sit and ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to give? Now, you may have already decided... Um, 
but I would love to encourage you, stir your heart um, and look to God in faith because he will provide your need as well. Um, And it's an opportunity for us to bless. So let's just take one minute now and just have some quiet and let's ask God, Lord, what do you want me to give? Okay, thanks. Right, okay. I once heard somebody who was taking an offering say, what I'd like you to give is I'd like you to imagine you were taking the wallet out of the person next to you's pocket or the credit card and you were writing, a, you were writing out a bill. Um, you can do that if that helps. Um, <clears throat> and give what you would have given if it was their money. Um, okay, so we're going to pass this round. Um, there are pens, there are forms. If you do not have cash or check, then you can, uh, you can transfer money to the bank or you can write an IOU. Um, thanks, Merv. Yeah, we, if we can just pass that around. Um, it might be quicker. If, if anyone wants an envelope, actually, could you stick up a hand? Okay. Merv, would you be able to hand... Thanks, mate. If you just pass that, pass that around and Merv can go and give out some of those. Administration isn't one of my gifts. Um, did you say it is? Oh, sorry. Yes, it is. I'm sorry. I'm obviously dissing my... Yeah, I've got a few nods here. Okay. Thank you. This doesn't have to be a hyped-up thing. I don't want it to be a hyped-up thing. I just like it to be something that you do with God in your heart. You give... I, I will not know what you give. I, it's not... That's all, all private. Um, I guess that people who manage finance in the church might see it, but we don't. You know, we don't follow that sort of follow up on that sort of thing. Um, we will we will report on the overall total um, next time. And th- yes, yeah, yes, there is an account number. Um, do we have the? Do we have? Do we have the account number off the top of our heads? If you want to do it by bank transfer, please could you tick that box and we will send you an email with the bank details in, okay? Thank you very much. Bank transfer is a good way of doing it, actually. Okay, please don't give under compulsion or um, anything like that, but please be joyful. Okay, remind, the way I, I find myself, I get myself joyful in this is I think, Lord, I'm giving to you. This is yours. It's an act of my worship. As I give to you, I know that people are going to praise you because of this. And that's what I want to do. I want you to be praised and glorified. And I trust you, Lord, that you'll, you'll give me all that I need. Okay? Thank you, Father. <clears throat>